What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge Sunday morning online worship experience once again. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and worshiping with us online. For those of you that continue to like and share these online digital worship experiences that are very helpful with your circle of influence, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, we cannot wait to see you back live and in person. Both of our services, 930 and 1115, are wide open. We cannot wait to see you back. Our attendance is growing in person every single week. We have a lot of people coming now. It's really, really exciting, so come hang out with us. We would love to see you. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, maybe meeting our new $10 challenge, thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. You're allowing us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, serve more people. You allowed us to take about 50 students to youth camp. Our next food pantry will probably feed around 1,500 or 2,000 people, all because of you. We're able to shelter during the day. We're having cooling centers during the day for the homeless population because it's so hot outside, the heat wave. That's all because of you. Thank you so very much for worshiping with us through giving. Continue to do that. Today we continue with our current series and this series is called Heat Wave and honestly I just wanted this to be a renewal for our soul, a revival for our spirit type of series because this is, has been all about getting our personal passion, our personal worship, our personal strength and endurance and craving and focus back for God and showing people the things of God and showing people the love of God. And so today we continue with part four. And we've been talking about these principles that God uses, these laws that God uses to show up in our life and to work in our life and to help us when we need help and to change us and to give us grace from the throne of, throne of grace and to transform our life and to show up. And the first principle was this, it's belief. If you want God to move in your life, if you want to renew your spirit and bring revival to your soul, if you want your life to change, get God involved you first have to believe that your life can change. All throughout the Gospels, particularly the Gospel of John, Jesus would say, believe. He calls us believers. If you want your life to change, if you want to overcome, you have to first believe that it can. After that, we talked about the second observation or principle that opens up the gates for Jesus to show up and work in our life and help us, and that's courage. And you'll never find the best version of yourself stuck inside that boat. If you want God to move, step out of the boat and have some courage. And then last week we talked about this. Our God, Jesus Christ, is the God of peace. The New Testament teaches us how to have peace with other people and to pursue peace with all people. So we talked about this. If you really want God to move and show up and help you in your life and work in your life, then you have to work on transforming yourself into a person that pursues peace. And as we move on today, the next observation, the next principle or law that we're going to talk about today is going to be very, very interesting. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Now, many of you today that's listening to this, you have personal battles in your mind and you have thoughts in your mind and you have struggles in your life. You have thoughts that produce fear. You have thoughts that produce sadness. You have thoughts that produce doubts, uncertainties, and questions. You have thoughts that make you feel lonely. You have thoughts that make you want to give up. And you have thoughts that make you want to pray. But sometimes when you do cry out to God, it seems like God's not there. Sometimes it seems like God doesn't hear. Sometimes it seems like God doesn't answer and nothing is really happening in your life. And so have you ever wanted to know, have you ever tried to figure out, can God really move in my life? Can God really change my life? Can God really transform my life? Can God really renew my spirit again and bring revival to my heart, my soul, and my mind again? Does God really get involved and help us from his
his throne of grace when we need him? And if so, how? How does he speak to me? How does he move in my life? How does he change my life? How does he transform my life? How does he work in my life? And how does he help me and answer me? And if nothing changes in my life, then why? Have you ever felt so desperate, so desperate for something just to break through and change in your life? Maybe you want to change a habit, a thought, a reaction, weakness. Maybe you're holding on to some old heartache or pain. I have, and I've wanted God to help me, and I've needed God to help me, and I have begged God to help me. And so we've been talking about the different things that God uses, the different principles or laws that God uses to help us to show up, to move, to transform us, and to help us overcome in this life like belief or courage, or working hard to transform yourself into a person of peace. And so today we move on with something very interesting, the next law, the next principle that God uses to work in our life. But we can't just stop at courage. We can't just stop at belief. We can't just stop at pursuing peace. We have to move on to the next one. And as we do, we find Jesus, and we find Jesus in the wilderness. We find Jesus in the desert, and he's fasting, and he's weak, and he's alone. And now he finds himself under attack, under attack by appealing opportunities, but they're the wrong opportunities, under attack by the enemy, under attack by temptation, under attack by his cravings, and under attack by his feelings. We pick up today in Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 1. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the enemy or by the devil. Now, first just let me say that sometimes in the Bible, the wilderness or the desert represents a lonely place. It represents an isolated place. It represents a place of weakness, a place of testing, a place of pain, a place of need, but you can't find what you need. Many times it represents a place of temptation, a place of hunger, thirst, danger, and need. But again, you cannot find what you need in the desert or in the wilderness. And many times in our life, we feel the same way, like our strength is dying out there in the desert. Our happiness and joy is dying out there in the wilderness. Our spirit and our personal peace is drying up and dying out there in the wilderness and out there in the desert. And we feel alone and we feel desperate and we feel defeated and we feel tested like the devil himself is against us. We move on with verse 2. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus fasted and he became very hungry. During that time, this is verse 3, the devil came and said to him, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Verse 4, but Jesus said to him, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So Jesus is in this situation in the wilderness. He's alone and he feels isolated. He feels attacked. He feels tempted. He feels weak and he feels very very, very desperate. And now he's facing an opportunity, an opportunity to compromise, an opportunity to give up and to quit, to quit on his future, to give up on God, to give up on his life, to give up on his calling and to give up on his heart. And notice what he does. Instead of reacting to this tough challenge, instead of reacting to this tough battle, instead of reacting to this storm in his life, instead of just reacting in anger like most of us do, instead of just reacting in jealousy, 
heartache, anger, pain, revenge, like most of us do, instead of just reacting in panic, giving up in fear, like most of us do, instead of just reacting in stress, running away and quitting, stress, running away, panic and quitting, like most of us do, instead of reacting, Jesus decides to go on the attack. He didn't react. He attacked. Jesus suffers through this two more times with the enemy and temptation in the desert. And each time he decides not to react to these temptations, not to react to these storms and battles, but to go on the offensive and to attack. Notice what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. And you will have battles in this life. But verse 14, notice what it says. Stand your ground. You can do this. You can survive this. You can overcome this. You can defeat this. You can have victory over this, this feeling, this depression, this battle, this storm, this giant. This excuse, this habit, this pain, this heartache. Stand your ground because you can do this. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness or the breastplate of God's righteousness. Verse 15, for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all these things, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So in the clearest way possible, let me explain this to you. Right here, Paul says that in this life, you will hurt, you will battle, you will struggle, you will have fears, you will have failures, you will have mistakes, you will fail, you will face tough storms, you will face tough giants, you will face tough struggles, you will face temptation, testing, trials, and tensions in your life. And in, and, and the closer you stay to Jesus, then the more prepared you will be to Stand. The more prepared you'll be to win, the more prepared you'll be if you stay closer to Jesus to defeat this battle and overcome this battle. And when you do, when you stay close to Jesus, it's like putting on this armor for a fight. It's like putting on this armor for a battle, the armor of God. And right here, Paul says that you have the belt of truth. You have shoes of peace. You have the shield of faith. You have the helmet of salvation. You have the sword of the spirit and you have the breastplate of righteousness. But let me ask you a question. What covers your back? Nothing in the armor of God ever covers your back because we're not called to run away. Running away is a reaction. Ignoring is a reaction. Quitting is a reaction. And God doesn't give us armor to cover our back because God doesn't call us to ignore. God doesn't call us to run away. God doesn't call us to turn our back and quit. God gives us armor. God gives us hope. God gives us strength. God gives us faith. God gives us endurance. God gives us courage. God gives us belief. God gives us second chances. God gives us forgiveness because he calls us to stand and attack instead of running and reacting. He calls us to stand and attack instead of quitting and reacting. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Remember this today and notice this. Stop reacting to those challenges that you should be attacking. In other words, stop reacting with fear to your challenges. Stop reacting with panic to your challenges. Stop reacting with anger, depression, sadness, jealousy, giving up, depression, quitting to your battles. That's just like running away and God didn't give you anything to cover your back because he caused you to stand, face it, attack, fight it, and overcome it. Now remember this today. Our challenges come in three basic forms, and notice this, temptations, tensions, and trials. Understand that. 
The challenges that you face come in those forms, temptations, tensions, and trials. We have temptations in our mind. We have temptations in our feelings. We have temptations in our desires. We have temptations in our choices, in our actions, in our reactions, in our pathway, and in our life. We face temptations, and we also have tensions. We have tensions in our relationships. We have tensions in our health. We have tensions in our finances. We have tension in our family. We have tension at work. We have tension in our emotions. We face this often tensions in our life and we also have trials and many times these trials just strike us and hit us out of nowhere and it causes chaos in our life like sickness, death, loss, tragedy, betrayal, storms and on and on and we have two choices. We can either react quit, ignore, run away, and give up. We can react in fear. We can react in stress. We can react in panic, giving up, anxiety, and running away. Or we can stand our ground and we can attack. We can attack that challenge. We can attack that temptation. We can attack that tension. And we can attack that trial. And we can attack it with patience. Kindness, goodness, gentleness, love, wisdom, godly advice, and clarity in our heart. But the question today is this. We want and we ask and we need God to work in our life. We ask God to work in our life. We beg God to work in our life. We want it and we want to know is this. Can God really help me? Can God really show up? Can God really renew my spirit again and revive my soul again? I'm facing these challenges, these temptations, these tensions and these trials but understand that this is how you stop running away this is how you stop turning your back this is how you stop giving up this is how you stop giving into that feeling to quit and throw up your hands and wave the white flag and notice this today Jesus calls you to be honest our ultimate weapon and our ultimate attack is honesty. And this is why, and notice this today, pride shuts the door on God working in our life, but honesty involves humility. And notice this truth today from God's word about humility, James 4, 6. And God gives grace generously, as the scriptures say. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace. He gives renewal. He gives help. He gives strength. He gives endurance. He gives comfort. He gives mercy to the humble, not the proud, not those that turn around, run away, quit, give up and refuse to face it and ignore their battles. But he gives grace to those that are honest and humble and we admit that we need help. God works. God changes. God transforms. God gets involved in the lives of humble people. And this is what I mean. Let me be very simple and very clear and notice this today. You can't ever get help in your life until you first admit that you need help in your life. Life. No one can pray for you unless they know that you need it. No one can spend time with you unless they know that you need it. No one can hold you accountable. No one can forgive you. No one can encourage you. No one can be there for you unless they first know that you need it. And so if you want to get God involved in your life, if you want to attack your battles, attack your tensions, attack your trials, attack your temptations and overcome them instead of always giving up, quitting and running away, if you want your life to change, then do this if you're still with me Sam's still with you be honest and be humble you want freedom 
You want to get God involved in your life? You want God to work in your life and to show up? The way that we fight for it is to be honest and admit it. Admit that whatever you're doing right now for that habit isn't working and fight for your life. Whatever you're trying to do right now for that depression, whatever you're trying to do right now for that stress, that fear, those doubts isn't working. Fight for your life. Whatever you're trying to do right now to overcome that addiction, to help your family, to revive your soul isn't working. Fight for your life. Whatever you're trying to do right Right now to overcome your past trials temptations and tensions isn't working stand up and fight for your life let me remind you pride will shut the door on God working in your life but what opens the door for God to work in your life is belief courage pursuing peace but also this it's being humble and honest now notice this today notice this I will not run away I will not give up I will stand and fight against my challenges with honesty and humility. This is my challenge for you every day this week. Start every single prayer that you pray with this confession. God, I will not run away. I will not give up. I will stand and fight against my challenges with honesty and humility. Believe it. Claim it. Understand it and watch God move and work in your life. Thank you so very much for hanging out with us today. Stay tuned for a time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge Band. We cannot wait to see you back next week.